بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وآله وأصحابه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته guys today we're going to be talking about wasting time neglecting your time taking advantage of your time you know all all that surrounds time because this is something which is so important the first thing I want to bring up about regarding time is sleep sleeping early waking up early and this is a problem we had when we were in Saudi Arabia our sleep schedule was so messed up and it took a toll on our production do you guys remember this did it really take a toll on your production now but look listen yeah. though it was messed up but best believe every single chance that I got with that messed up sleep schedule I was taking advantage of it think yeah, about it yeah, yeah, like you saw the- we we I like go to sleep for like two hours I'd wake up you, you, you'd see me watching courses and you'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, I'm just watching courses. And then all of a sudden you'll see me sleeping again. <laughs> then I'll wake up and I'll be reviewing Quran or whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I, I was taking advantage yeah, yeah, of my time. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, one thing, it's one thing if you sleep your day away and you don't do anything in the time that you are awake. But if you're doing stuff in the time that you are awake, even though you're like, you're sleeping during the day or something, if you're not neglecting your prayers or your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're using your time wisely, then you know, it is what it is. There is now, no see, issue. obviously, the Sunnah of the Prophet was to it's sleep not, a little bit after Isha, wake up for uh, wake up for Fajr, right? No, wake up. Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He used to sleep early, a little bit after Isha, like you said. Wake up night prayer, Fajr, stay up, and then stay up after Fajr. Mm-hmm. And I also think um, it was isn't it a Sunnah to like take a nap after? Oh, hold on, yes, yes. Yeah. It's a Sunnah to take a nap. After. So you can sneak that into your day as well. So you can get up for those night prayers, inshallah. Yes, but like the the main point, like the point here is that there's barakah in your mornings. A lot of people they t- they don't take advantage of their morning. The mornings they're beautiful, man. Exactly. Fun. The Prophet asked Allah to bless the morning, mm-hmm. right? So he asked he asked Allah to bless the morning for his ummah, and Allah did. Mm-hmm. When like for example, you ask most hafizes today, when is the best time to review Quran? Right after, right after Fajr. Yeah. One of the best times to review Quran, memorize Quran. Mm-hmm. That time it's easy. You know, you're just getting up. Your mind is clear. And another thing about when speaking about time, talk about the time wasters. Right, your phone, man. I I could talk about this all day. Your phone, you don't understand how much time you waste being on your phone. And I am so guilty of this, but I'm still gonna talk about it because, man, it's a reminder for us. It's a reminder (laughs) for us too. Because man, oh, we're all all three of us are guilty. Man, not so much the same, but me and me and you, man, we're guilty of this. It's crazy. The amount of time, especially on TikTok and Instagram, the way they've made it, the way they're playing with your minds, you keep scrolling, you keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Keep and like, scrolling. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, so look, me, I'll acknowledge this, right? So I'll acknowledge, okay, I might be on my phone sometimes a little bit too much, right? So I, I'd lessen my time on my phone, right? So alhamdulillah, I changed that. But here's the thing. Before that, you know what I would do? What? I'd change up my whole Instagram feed. I'd make sure that the people I was following was only for beneficial information. I'd okay. unfollow all the all the crap that I was following before, such as all these meme pages or all these, you know, rap pages or whatever it may be, all these news pages that, you know, they all post the same things and just has me scrolling all, you know, all day, right? Rather, mm-hmm. I'd replace that with content that's actually going to benefit me. So whether it be something about how to make more money or Islamic reminders, stuff like If I'm going to be on my phone wasting time, I'd rather be on my phone you know, Morning. using you it know, for the benefit, yeah, doing right? Because your phone can actually be beneficial, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you could use that in your time. In your exactly. Time you just pick up on little things, right? Mm-hmm. And alhamdulillah, like even even just sitting there on TikTok and like scrolling, scrolling, but seeing a whole bunch of Islamic writers has been a great benefit to me. And l- let that be a solution for people who can't control themselves on their phones and their social media. Make sure your social media is a space where you can look at something and look at beneficial things rather than following all these meme pages, like he said. Why don't you replace it, your followers or your following with Things that are beneficial, you know what I'm saying? How long? You got to think about the other side of like time, though, like the preciousness of time, right? Like how how we always like to say, like take your portion of the dunya, right? But what does that mean? 
It, it means understanding, like, bro, your time here is so limited, like, so limited to the fact that, yes, on the day of judgment, you'll be asked how long were you on earth? You'll say a day or a part of a day. But how many people actually clock, like, how crazy that is? Like, people in our day and age, yeah, we're living 70, 80, sometimes 90 years, 60 years, something like this, right? In this age range, right? But we're going to go on the day of judgment and say we only live, like, a day. Dude, not even on the day of judgment. Go ask any old person right now. Oh, what was it like being young? Oh, it was just like yesterday I was young. It was just like yesterday I was doing this. It was just like yesterday I got married. It was just like yesterday I made my I made I I, I achieved so and so, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's crazy. So you, you don't even need to wait for the day of judgment. Even here on this earth, you hear people say, Oh, yeah, it was just like yesterday I was doing such a thing. Even reflect back on your own life. Think about when the time when you were a kid. Doesn't feel like too long ago, but it was it was a pretty decent amount of time. SubhanAllah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's like to tell you that what we do here, bro, it's, there's not a lot of time at the same time when you think about it. Like, yeah, you may feel like you lived a long life, but if you live a long life and you have not very much to show for it, then like, what did you do? You know, like if you were someone who, you know, you went through your obligations, right? You, pl you prayed your five prayers. You went to Umrah as much as you could. You uh, fasted your Ramadan. You went to Hajj if you were able to afford it. That's an accomplished life. That's someone who can say, like, I live my life for the sake of Allah. But if you're saying, oh, hey, I made a billion dollars. I have a billion dollar company. I'm leaving for my children. They're going to carry it on. Their children, its children are going to carry it on. Mm -hmm. But if it's not like an Islamic legacy that you left to say, like, oh, I left my wealth for my children. Now, my children can spend in the way of Allah as well. Then there's no benefit. What is that money going to do for you on the day of judgment? Yeah. Like I saw this, hold on. I saw this TikTok. It was showing like, like basically like graves, right? And it was saying like quotes from whoever was in the grave. It was like, oh, I was the greatest rapper alive. I was the greatest basketball player. I was the greatest football player. I was the richest man alive. But then in the end, what does it matter? Does it matter what that if that's the legacy that you left? Oh, no, I, or think that, it, I think this is an interesting topic. I got up I in the night prayer type of thing. If you I think I that. think this is an interesting topic because so this begs the question: Should us as Muslims chase a legacy or chase? something in this world without compromising our religion? Is that something which is... If it doesn't compromise Look, listen, religion... Of course, of course we should. If it doesn't compromise our religion, we are supposed to be out here. Allah has blessed us with intellect. Allah has blessed us with wealth, yeah. children, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we're going to use it to 100% uh, to our advantage, whatever it may be. Because I see, in a way, correct me if I'm wrong, me trying as hard as I can in any field any study like for example my school trying as hard as i can and when i'm driving trying trying as hard i see it as a way of being grateful to allah you gave me this ability so i'm gonna use that as much as i can exactly I, that's the way i see it so that's what, like when in terms of chasing a legacy you know and this is the way i view things whenever i like i i was learning about islam and it's like okay you ask for the best in this life and you ask for the best in, in the next life mm -hmm. just make sure whatever you're doing this life is not compromising your next life mm -hmm. because you're supposed to put that first nor is it hard to do that i feel like um people make it as if you have to choose complicate it yeah you overcomplicate people think that you have to either choose religion if, if you if you want to be genetic for those you're gonna have to be someone who doesn't go outside who yeah. doesn't doesn't even have a phone is mm -hmm. sitting there memorizing quran 24 7 but now look yeah exactly what you're saying but you have to think about it when you chase a legacy right there's two things that you could do are you doing can you be arrogant with it yeah you could definitely be 100%. arrogant if you have a legacy if you're someone with success saying oh yeah like i've i've achieved this like knowledge, this level of knowledge, you could attribute it to, uh, to Allah. If you do that, that's different because then that legacy, you attribute it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what does that do? That's you being an advocate for Islam, saying that none of this is possible without Allah. But if you're someone who you chase success and then you start to 
veer away from like where the success came from that you know this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destined for you when you start to veer off from that you start to become like the people in the Quran the people that were warned about the people who were swallowed by the by the earth you know like Karu, like an example that we bring up time and time again because he was someone who went from the path of Allah to the path of arrogance. 100%. It's all upon you. You know, th this life is going to be a test. You're going to be blessed with certain things, and you, those things could be the destruction of you. And when we talk about time, we always, always, and we say this almost like, like every podcast episode, we look at the people before us, the Romans, the Persians, the, like, the Mayans. We saw their civilizations. We saw how successful they were. But where, where, are, they today? where are they today? Exactly. And people, I always see this common misconception. And people in, in history, they've been, they're um, guilty of this. They think that you have to either, either choose religion or success. Religion or this world. No, religion is success. No, no, exactly. Like, why, they, why did the Allah gave us Islam so that we can become successful. Exactly. Right? Don't get it twisted. This is Islam. Islam is coming to reform mankind. This was, mm -hmm. this was the religion which God chose and perfected for mankind. And this is something that increases my faith in Islam all the time. Because mm -hmm. the more I practice in Islam, the more it benefits my life. It doesn't take away from me. Mm -hmm. Right? So whatever it may be, Islam teaches me patience. Right? And mm -hmm. like, whatever. Like, if you think anything in Islam gives you a toll or takes away from your life, it is you who is misguided because Islam is the ultimate guide. Because like, yeah. think about it. Do I lose anything being humble? Do I lose anything being patient? Do I lose anything praying? Do I lose anything attributing my success to the one who deserves it? Do I lose anything uh, at supplicating to God? It's not even It's not even just that. But what you were saying before, like religion or success or choosing religion or life, like people think that they have to divide these aspects of their life to only go down the path of religion, thinking that my life has to be a life of pure worship. And when they th think about worship, they think, oh, only my head being on the ground or only me having my hands raised up in dua. Like, no, I can go out, hang out with my friends and we can speak about Islam and that could be a form of worship because I'm praising Allah while I'm doing it. I'm right here. I'm sitting right here. What are we doing? We're praising Allah while doing uh, what we're doing, doing what we do on a normal, these, uh, daily basis. These are the people that make the religion seem complicated. Now, especially for the ones who aren't in the religion, right? They're going to look at the religion from the outside and be like, that's too hard. That's too extreme. Like, think, I, I can never do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. They think that religion is like a separate aspect of your life. Like you said, like a, it's sort of a division. But no, religion and life are they're one like, thing. For, when I think of religion, when I think of Islam, I think about how should I live my life? Mm -hmm. How day-to-day -day interactions. Like it's nothing which is separated and, from and it. What's, what's your purpose in life? To worship Allah alone. Mm -hmm. Now, hold on. We come into this world. We're automatically in that worship. We, we eat good food. Mm -hmm. to, so that we're healthy, mm -hmm. that's a form of worship to Allah. Mm -hmm. I go outside, I, I, I get money so I can provide for my wife, for my family, for whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I, that's, that's also another form you of worship. You smile to someone. I, I smile to you right now. And then that's a form of worship to Allah. This is a sadaqah. So this, is, this is also from the mercy of God as well. But look at like through day-to-day -day interactions, you could like throughout time, Look at how Allah has made it so easy for us to worship him. And look how integrated religion is with life. Since you guys like to separate and divide it. I really see religion. Like when you say religion, I say, I'm, I hear life. Yeah. Because that's what, that's what, whenever I think about it. The word religion like, is not even in the Quran. It's deen. Yeah. It's Your way of life. Way of life. SubhanAllah. A way of life. And the, like, the way you guys were just describing it was like how I, how I go about my situations. Like, let's say I get in an argument or something. But like altercation could break out. I'll be like, what would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want me to do in this situation? Mm -hmm. How would the Prophet act How the Prophet Islam react like, to this? Yeah, like what, what, did, what did the Sahaba do? Like I think about the people who are examples for me in my life and I'm like, okay, what can I do here that could emulate the best of the Muslims? Or, right? even, or even from our STEM topic, which is time, whenever, I'm, whenever I find myself getting frustrated with like what schoolwork and I'd be like, what, the, what am I doing here? What am I, what am I looking at? I'd be like, man, 
but like, I just, I should just learn this for the sake of Allah. I should become successful for the sake of Allah. I should just endure, be patient for the sake of Allah. And it turns into like, like it turns into like me being grateful to Allah. Alhamdulillah. Exactly. And what do you lose out of that? You I'm, lose nothing. Exactly. And if anything, it makes your situation better. Yeah. It makes you feel better internally. And, and imagine if I didn't have that, I would have ended up uh, abandoning whatever I was doing and I would have gone down a worse, worse or like. Just imagine route. how many times you would have lashed out on someone, maybe even killed someone. If you, if, if you weren't, if you weren't, if you weren't a Muslim, I'm being so serious. Oh, alhamdulillah. Like, like, there, there's, there, there's been a lot of things that I reflect back upon in my life. And I'm just like, wow, like alhamdulillah, I'm Muslim. And like, I like to bring up this story a lot because this story is a good example. Like, I remember one time I was fasting during Ramadan and I was in, I was in the workplace and someone really tried me. And like, I was just like, alhamdulillah, I'm fasting. Like, and I, I, you know, I'd really do to this person right now if, if I wasn't, if I wasn't uh, constraining myself for the sake of Allah. No, but like, that's the type of reflection. Like, I, I encourage everyone else to do that because that's the type of reflection that makes you think about, like, that increases your iman. Because if I was not Muslim, if I didn't believe in Allah, I would have I done something that I, I would have regretted or I would have done something which was not a character, not like of good character or not of good class. So, and, and then you think about, like, look how Allah's guidance works. Mm -hmm. 100%. Like, 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 alhamdulillah. Like, Bro. We like we live in a day and age where so often we're thinking about the next thing that we can do. We always want to skip to the good part. Like we want to skip all the hard work and get to the good stuff. But like we always tend to like forget the lessons that we're supposed to be learning along the way. We're supposed to be reflecting on like what it is we have to do to get to where we want to be. Like um, whenever I think about like the schoolwork I have to do or, or things I have to do for my family, I'm like, man, I'm always so busy. I'm always so busy. Like, I can't even pick up my phone to text someone back. But then at the same time, I'm like, you know, with whatever I have to do, I know that, bro, if I'm sitting on the street and the time the call to prayer comes, I'm going to get out of my car and I'm going to pray. Only because that is what I build my time around. My time starts with that. Everything I do starts with that. I wake up, I get out of my bed in the morning just so I could do that. Mm -hmm. Like, even though I go back to sleep, I still get up just so I can do that. Like, you have to think about that. For those who wake up for Fajr, and if you go back to sleep or whatever, you get up solely for that, solely so you can put your head on the ground for for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And if you go back to sleep, that just means that just tells you like, I interrupted the best part of like what it is to be a human because humans we love sleep. I don't. It might be on purpose, obviously, because it's a struggle to get up for Fajr. So I struggle to do that for the sake of Allah. Mm -hmm. But no matter what, no matter what I have to do in my life, if you can always turn back to that, then you'll see like, relatively, it's not that I'm too busy. It's just that I have poor time management. Man, this this point right here, I, I hate when people say I'm too busy for something. What do you mean you're too busy for something? You can easily make time for something that's important, right? Let's say, let's say for example, your mother was dying in the hospital right now, but you have work. You're going to say I'm too busy to go see her? No, you're not. Now imagine Allah, he's calling you five times a day. Five times a day, Allah is calling you and you're ignoring everything or you delay. What does that say about such a person? And then they wonder why everything in their life is delayed. It's then they a, wonder why everything in their life is not going the, the, the way they want it to be. It's not a matter of uh, busy. It's a matter of you, yourself, your negligence. As a matter of fact, look, I can even speak on myself personally. I'm a very busy person. Like, you'll see me working a lot of, a lot of the hours of the day, and I sleep very little. Yeah, I still make time for my salah. I build my schedule around my salah. Oh, I'm not going to do this on Friday around this time because I know I have Jummah prayer. Or I know I'm not going to be doing something around Fajr time because I, I have to be up for Fajr. I'm not going to go and, like, Start all my work before that, right? Because Fajr is going to be the first thing I do in the morning. First thing I'm going to do is pray. And you, what better way to start your day than with Fajr? There's no, like, I don't care who is out here saying whatever they have to say. There's no better way to start your day than praying. 
-hmm. And then you come, you're at the middle of your day. You know, you might be a little tired. You might be a little exhausted or something like that. Then what? You go and you pray, Lord, now you're rejuvenated for the next part of your day. Then you have to go through whatever you have to do all the way up. No, until no, you also- skipped the part, man. It's something to take a nap after Lord, man. You get rewarded for that, man. <laughs> Are you taking... Oh, I'm not speaking about you. I don't take naps after Lord, me yeah. personally. Well, I've but- knocked out what? <laughs> but... Look, listen, another another prime example of this is like, for example, right, like me and my brothers, we like to go to the gym, right? But the prayer times are always changing. Now, Maghrib has become a little bit earlier. We'll hold off on the gym just so we can pray Maghrib, and then we'll go into the gym. And then continue what we're doing. doesn't take away from us. It's only going to help us, only going to benefit us. And it's 100% worth it. doesn't matter how late we have to stay out. Prime example of good time management. I used to feel like um, before, like, I prioritized my prayer, right? Like, I used to... There was a time where I was praying, but if I was doing something at the time of prayer, I'd finish what I was doing, then go pray. Even though I know I could stop what I was doing and then go and, and pray and then come back to whatever I was doing, right? So what I've noticed whenever I used to reflect on that time was that a lot of things felt delayed in my life. I used to feel like uh, I didn't have time for a lot of things. And I used to also feel like my life was just like going on by me. Like control. I was like, yeah, I was, I was some guys trapped on a train that was just moving by and I couldn't get off to, you know, actually enjoy what was going on. I couldn't enjoy any of the fun times that I was having. I couldn't enjoy anything that like I was doing in my life. I couldn't enjoy time with my family. Like, it just felt like everything was on autopilot. And then when I started to turn to a lot, like seeking to increase my knowledge and increase uh, my connection with Allah. Then I started feeling like I have all the time in the world. Like I used to, there was a time where, bro, I would be busy in school, but I'd finish my work within like an hour every single day. And I'd have the rest of the day, the day to myself. That's when I was like watching lectures and reading Quran, learning how to uh, recite the Quran and stuff like this. And I was like, dang, man, what the heck? I'm like, bro, I, I still got all this time left. I'd, it'd come to like Maghrib time. I'd be free. I'd be free all the way up until I want to go to sleep. I'd be like, man, what the heck? Well, that's subhanAllah. When you prioritize Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he will give you everything that you desire. Mm-hmm. Look, even I, I have a mentor. He's not even Muslim, right? But he, he brings up this point. Me and you, we have the same 24 hours in the day. My 24 hours that I, I use it for and your 24 hours that you use it for may be different. And that's why we're at different places in life. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. It's really simple as that. We have the same 24 hours, but what are you going to do with your time? You're going to use it for benefit? You're going to use it for horseplay for, and uh, for delusion? And know that like, if you're committing sin in that time that no, you have. I wanted to talk about this. I, I, I was thinking about it. This is going to sound really weird, but in like, including like in time management, sin plays a big part in that mm-hmm. because dude, think about it. You commit a sin, like some for like for the believer, right? You commit a sin. You can't eat. You can't sleep. You, you're just thinking about that. Sin. Man, man, what did I do? Like it just, it deters your whole life. It distracts you. But like, cause you, cause you gotta, you gotta, you have to repent. You have to feel regret in your heart. Or if you commit a sin and you engage more in your, in, in the sin, in the sin, in the sin, and then you're falling down the rabbit hole. You're think about it. You're engaging in this. What about everything else in your life? That becomes the main thing in your life. You understand what I'm saying? And it takes you away from religion. I'm going to need you to give me an example real quick. Because you're saying like that becomes the main thing in your life. What do you mean by that? Think about like you drink. Okay. And then now you're drinking every Saturday. Now you're drinking every Monday hey, here. and Saturday. Matter of fact, let me pull Now you're up. drinking every week, every week, every week. Now you're drinking seven days a week. You just keep going and persisting, persisting, persisting because you never repent. Allah. Now, what are you doing? Look, let's just say you go to the club every weekend just for a day. You spend two hours in the club. That's 96 hours of the year that you just spent in what? Foolishness. 
and how much money have you spent in the clubs? And on top of that, adding, you're doing haram. You're gaining sins. What do you yeah. get out of that? So that's what I'm that's saying. Just, that's just sins, one day of the week. Now imagine, imagine it becomes an everyday thing. Yeah. Crazy, ain't it? Yeah, sins also Maybe those take same people the that are complaining about their bank account, but they're out here spending all that money on the sin that they're committing. Yeah. Same people that go out and they they smoke or they do whatever. Whoever you know goes what? to engage in that haram, you're just going to decrease yourself. Not Look, only in like your spirituality, but also in everything that you have in your life. You know, this also reminds me of, I saw uh, a sheikh speaking upon this, but it was, it was about earning haram money. The one who earns his haram money, it doesn't matter how much money he makes. One day there will come a day where a big calamity might befall him and then he needs to use all that haram money. Now what? He's broke again. Think about it. That's crazy. You just made you just made me think about that. Subhanallah. If you come to a time where, like, you're engaging in sin, you have to understand, like, bro, what you do here, it all matters. Every single piece of it matters. Like, bro, there will be times where I'll be on TikTok, right, and I'll see a video of some foolishness, some cringe junk, and I'm like. You know, I hate that I have to come. I just use time to watch this video because now on the day of judgment, I'm going to be, I probably will be asked about it. And I'll be asked why I didn't go scroll past it or something. You will because be asked it's like about everything. Yeah, you will be asked like, about bro, it. Bro, you, you live a, a life from a set point in time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows about your, your birth and your death, right? And everything that's in between and after, right? Mm -hmm. So everything that you do, you can be asked about. So the way that you spend your life, you have to be very conscious of how you spend it why you spend it that way and how you're going to answer to it on the day of judgment. If you can answer to why you're doing something on the day of judgment, then you have nothing to worry about, subhanAllah. Because if you if you know your intention is in a good place, as best as you can, because Allah knows better. But if you know your intention is good and you're doing something for the sake of Allah, then what do you have to worry about? Look, as you a, can just live your life. To put this in like more understandable terms, use your fear of Allah, use your fear of God to as a motivation, as a tool to deter you away from wasting your time. Perhaps you're doing something which is foolishness, you catch yourself in the foolishness, and then you you use the fear. I fear Allah, man. I, he, Allah will ask me about me wasting my time. Like you just said, like, oh, Allah will ask me about watching me watching this foolish video. Use that as a tool, use that as motivation to, to, to stop what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, like, subhanAllah, that really woke me up, man. Like, you, you use that, like, that fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wallahi, like, it's people have told me in in the past like yeah you living out of fear how is that life and i'm like bro do you see me living like oh like i'm i'm hiding under the covers or something no i live out of fear knowing that whatever i do can haunt me personally because it's not going to hurt allah so i live out of fear of what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do to me on the day of judgment and also what could happen to me here because my actions reflect me myself like what i do that is that reflects on who i am as well as what will happen to me, the type of life I'll live, the type of person I'll be. So if I'm out here engaging in a whole bunch of haram, I'm going to end up being a bad person. How can you be a person with good moral character, someone who's uh, in high status relatively with yourself or with the people around you, and you're engaging in all this type of haram? Like That's a contradiction in itself. If you're given that, on the day of judgment, you're going to be given way less than that. Like that, When you have that thought, you have to have the thought that this is one and this is two. There's one life here. There's another life here. Yeah, but this say, life saying, here, this is the answer to the next one. Mm -hmm. This is how you get the answers to the next one. This is how you find out where you're going to the next one. When you're in the grave, what are they going to ask you? They're going to ask you three questions based on what you did here, based on the life you lived here, based on what you had in your heart in this life. Not about what was in the day of judgment. Yes, bro, they'll say, they'll say things like you only live once as if this life is not significant, as if every decision that you make is not significant here. Every single little detail, the conversation we're having now is so is significant. We'll be asked about it on a day of judgment. 
a lot of people they neglect the judgment that human human humankind will raise yeah, will, will, will face. Everything you do, say, touch, feel will be will lead you up to wherever you're at today. Yes. So they say you only live once. Dude, it's just life. Live your life. What do you mean it's just life? Exactly. Should life not be taken seriously? Exactly. They say, why you take life so serious? Lighten up. Life is serious. What the hell is wrong with you? Like, look, I'm- Is is the pain I feel not serious to you? Didn't you you bring up the example? You said someone's mother died. You're going to go tell them, oh, it's just life? Yeah, exactly. This is life? You're just going to tell them, oh, just don't, you don't have to take that seriously? Like, are you serious right now? Like, what is wrong with you? I don't know if I should slap you, uppercut, <laughs> put uh, you in a guillotine. <laughs> like, I, um, that just brought it up, man. That I hate when people tell me this. Like, like they tell me lighten that. up. I used to get, I get I used this. To hate that. So I get much, this bro. a lot. Is life not serious? The pain I feel not real. The pain you feel not real. Is the happiness not real? Like, come on, you you telling me you telling if nothing me, is real. What am I doing? Yeah, here? exactly. So why do I struggle so hard if it's not real? If it doesn't point, matter. Like, why don't like you just, okay, but these are the people they can't find purpose in their life. Yeah. We as Muslims, alhamdulillah, we know our purpose, and that's why that's why I think I get like I get kind of heated because I can't see where they're coming from. I don't know how they view their life, but I know the way I view my life. No. How bad is the life of the person who says, oh, yeah, you only live once. Live life to the fullest. Like, basically going on to say that, oh, yeah, live this life because there's nothing after it. So if you die, it is what it is. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? I am living life to the fullest. You're living life like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, what are you doing with your life? Like, at least I'm like, I don't know. I'm sitting here better myself while you're sitting there like a bum. Yeah, I don't want to sit there. If you want to live life like that, living life like there's no consequence then you you would go all out if anybody who actually truly believes something like that mm. you'd go yeah. all out you'd go uh without any consequence that's how you'd actually live your life but you you know that that's not how life is and we know in their hearts we know in their hearts they know the truth because part of our fifth little man yeah like, and we, you know we, and like intrusively intrusively i always think to myself if i didn't believe in a love if i didn't believe in a god if i didn't believe in my own judgment my own like a punishment and a heaven and a hell Man, why don't I just go rob a bank? Exactly. Where would I be today? Yeah. Why don't I just do all this stuff? But I know in my heart, like I truly believe, I truly believe we're gonna go and meet God and meet our Creator, and we're gonna be asked about the things we did on this world, in this world. Yeah, exactly. So that's to say, don't waste your life. Yeah. Like, and these bro, people, and these people that be talking about live life to the fullest, oh, it's just life. Why you take life so seriously? They think the people that de- deny the judgment, they don't even deny it truly, because they would truly live, go all out, like you said, yeah. but they don't. Bro, they they, they fear do something. Whatever they, they fear something. They take so, they take something else as their god. Dude, what, you know this this, this, this re- makes me reflect 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 upon every ism that I've seen has some sort of hypocrisy in it. Like for example, liberalism is the biggest hypocrisy I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want as long as you're not har- harming anyone else. First of all, you're harming yourself, and you harming yourself is going to cause yourself to harm society. Mm-hmm. Like what are you doing? <laughs> so <laughs> hypocrisy, double standard. Like, like look, this, this is why this is why Alhamdulillah for the Nirmal of Islam because everything yeah. makes sense. Everything is perfectly put. This is how we know, like, it's the everything is from the divine, right? Everything is from God. Yes, Subhanallah. No, because like, look, bring bring me any other ism or faith or whatever it may be that, that's like Islam. You can't. Mm-hmm. I challenge you. No, but alhamdulillah, <laughs> like for what you just said, that you know, Islam perfectly placed everything, and like, I don't know where I'd be if I hadn't clicked it for myself. Like, I, how I obviously like have said for for me personally, like my journey to. Finding Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was, you know, finding Islam for myself, even though I was born upon uh, Islam and I learned Islam growing up, finding it for myself, finding out like these these wisdoms that put me in my place. Like I was I was in a spot in life where had I gone down that path, I'd probably be like these people talking about, oh yeah, you only live life once. And no, that, that's the thing. When I was like getting closer to Islam, one of the biggest things that got me closer to actually like 
knowing that God is 100% real is just looking at morality. Like, yeah. if, if you don't believe in God, you have no legs to stand on. You can really just go out there and do whatever you want, right? There is no right. There is no wrong. There is no good. There is no evil, mm-hmm. right? So I can go kill someone. It might be perfectly fine, right? So, like, for example, if I, like, go and kill 10 men in a room, right? That's competition. Survival of the fittest, right? So oh. we're not, we're not we're going to live life like that, obviously, yeah. right? And no, And I don't think anyone believes you should live life like that. Survival of course not. Fittest, the natural, like, all this... Um, uh, the atheistic viewpoints is i don't think people truly in their heart intrusively live like this or want to live like this or think that it's correct people don't fear a lot they do whatever it is they have to do because humans are weak and it's even funnier when those same people who so-called don't believe in god try to make moral 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 arguments yeah, against you yeah <laughs> they i remember the debate against Muhammad Hijab. they try to make a moral argument against them and then what like from what what you don't believe do you what, le- what legs do you have to stand you on? You have no legs to stand you on. Don't you don't believe in anything. anything. What I'm doing is right to me and what you're doing is right to you. So what? Yeah, exactly. So how what? You, how you going to tell me I'm wrong when you don't believe in anything? <laughs> you feel me? Like, yeah, I understand. That's what Pana lot. No, that's actually like really cool because what's it called? Um, I remember when I was like, I wanted to like just go out and just scream like, yo, nobody could tell me I'm wrong for the life that I live. Like, I live life not trying to hurt anybody. I live life trying to just live my life, provide for my family, uh, worship Allah, like all everything that I do for the sake of Allah. You're going to tell me I'm wrong for that? You're no, going to no. tell me that what I'm doing is not actually true? There's no way. But no, who's going to tell you that? that feeling, no one has any place to talk. No, no, but that feeling that he feels right there, like what he just described, I feel like it's relatable to almost every Muslim on earth. Why? Because the image that the media depicts of Muslims or like, uh, or, or even our ethnic, like our, from like people from Sudan, the image that they need to pick is that as if we're barbaric, as if we're savages. We're backwards. We're, we're backwards. As if we're the ones that are wrong. When and like even this is like a sign of the end times. The the truth sayer will look like he's the one who's speaking falsehood, and the falsehood, mm-hmm. the person that speaks falsehood, will look like he's a truth sayer. Like it just that feeling is like I like just going out and screaming that man. Like that I felt that I felt that before, man. I actually just want to have conversations like that. Like anytime we you guys have debated, I've just wanted to ask like, yo. How can you tell me I'm wrong? What can you, like, really, what do you have to say that could tell me that what I believe in is wrong, bro? No, no, no. One of my one of my teachers, he actually showed me, uh, it was a, like a very early video, early 1900s or late 1800s. Mm-hmm. It was that early. But it was Christian woman in uh, part of England, right? And they were covered up in wearing hijab and modestly, right? They had no contact to any Muslims, right? And he was just talking about how, look, human beings, this is exactly how we were for since the beginning of human time. And it's just now within this, these last hundred years when everything just changes, everything is backwards. All of a sudden people like, for example, we used to use horses and camels, whatever to get around. Now look, all of a sudden now electricity comes, you got cars, people dressed and half naked and stuff like that. It's crazy how much ha- has changed in just the past hundred years. And they look at us like we're backwards now, but in reality, there's been so much more history where he- civilization has progressed mm-hmm. and lived successfully. Like, look how far we've gotten. Yeah, like, exactly. Look how far we've gotten. Because they, because what they consider us is we're, we're traditional. Like we're radical. Look how far it's gone with the traditional. Look how long we lived with yeah. it versus now. Uh, yeah. Versus now. Now this is something which is untested. It's something which has never been seen before in society. So like, who knows what we're gonna have? Who knows what's <laughs> gonna happen? We can, This could be our destruction to the human race as we know it. But hey, man, I'm just talking. That's destruction, bro. Hey, 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 hey. We can't, we can't, we can't, we can't get it. gonna close out the video, man. You know, take care of your time. Take care of yourself. Take care of your deen first and foremost. Live your life around, you know, the deen of Islam. Uh, with that being said, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Hope you guys enjoyed today's video. Make sure to share it with your friends and family. 
uh, just to let you know, we're not scholars, we're still students of knowledge. And um, also make sure join our Discord. We have we're growing the biggest Discord server in the Ummah, and we need your guys' help. So make sure you also share that with your friends and family. Tell everyone that you know to join. And if you haven't joined already, make sure that you join. The link will be in our Instagram bio, TikTok bio, bio whatever it may be. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Beautifully slid. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.